Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pod's Sleep Stories. I am Arif, and if you are here today to listen to a dreamy story that will soothe you and comfort you, you are in the right place. Tonight, I will be your guide on a magical adventure to an enchanted forest. But before we begin our story, Make sure you are in a comfortable position. If you are in bed, relax your back, shoulders, and head. Allow your eyes to fall closed as you inhale deeply and hold it for a few seconds. Then, exhale, letting all the tension in your body melt away. Repeat the same deep inhale and the same slow, enjoyable exhale. And now, let's repeat the breathing one last time. I hope you are starting to relax, and so I will begin the story. Once upon a time, in the beautiful enchanted woods of northern Europe, there stood a little fir tree. He was one of the smallest fir trees in the forest, but his was a happy place. Happy, at least, for all the other creatures around him. For in his forest, there was sunshine nearly every day, and of course moonlight every night. The air was clean and crisp and clear, and on a day like today, in October, all the other trees were losing their leaves and colors, but not the fir tree. And this was one of the fir tree's gifts, to retain a deep, dark, beautiful green color all year round. However, This little fir tree was a bit unhappy because he wanted to be more than just a little fir tree. He wanted to stand taller, grow bigger, be higher than any other fir tree in the forest. Sure, he had birds that flew between his boughs. He had children who played around his shade. He had mushroom friends that sprouted all around him during mushroom season. But this was not enough for the fir tree. It was not enough that the children cried, how pretty this fir tree is, whenever they played around him. It was not enough that they liked his shade, his beauty. All he wanted to do was grow taller and be the greatest fir tree in the forest. Well, time passed, and the little fir tree did grow a good deal taller. By December of that year, when winter saw the forest deep in snow and ice, the little fir tree had shot straight up, just as he wanted. He could see above the rooftops of homes in the distance, 
he could see the lights flickering on in the evenings, and he knew that during the season, the fathers in those homes would come to collect the best fir trees in the forest. Oh, said the fir tree one day, I am finally as high as the other trees, able to spread out my branches, and with the tops of those branches, look how far I can see. I can gaze straight out into the wide world. He felt very proud indeed. On the day that the woodcutters came to chop down the best trees, the fir tree stood, ready and waiting. He heard the crackling noises the great saws made as they felled the trees all around. The whirring, burring sound. It was not too loud for the fir tree. He actually felt excited and hoped that they would come to him. He knew that if he wanted to be one of the decorated fir trees, then the woodcutter would have to chop him down and take him away. And he simply couldn't wait for this to happen. He knew about it because it happened every year. And every year, he watched as the woodcutters came and took the best tall trees. After chopping them down, they laid the trees in horse carts and the animals dragged them away to be decorated in warm, wonderful homes. And he knew this because at night he could see the lights of those homes as they shone. During the day, the snow covered almost everything in the forest. It was all very still and very white. However, it was in the evenings that the real magic of winter would begin. All was still and quiet, but if the trees listened, they would hear sounds of piano wafting out from one of the houses. The fir tree imagined that he could live there one day and come to know who made that beautiful music. One day, as the wind was passing by, she noticed that the fir tree was looking rather sad. So, the wind gave an extra gentle kiss to his branches and said, What is troubling you, dear fir tree? Why do you look so down? Look up, for the sun is shining. See how it glitters on the sparkling snow? See how it lights up the snow on your branches? See how the little birds still flutter to you? Cheer up, dear tree. The fir tree heard the wind, but did not feel much like cheering up. All he could think about was that he had longed to be brought into a beautiful home. For he was getting quite bored of this forest, where he had lived his whole life. Thank you for your kindness, wind the fir tree finally replied, but for me, the greatest splendor and the greatest magnificence one can imagine is still far from this forest. For I have peered through the windows of the human homes 
and saw how they planted the trees in the middle of decorated rooms and filled them with tinsel and apples and candles and even more beautiful things. The wind danced around the tree and hoped, for his sake, that the tree could have his wish. Then she swooped over to other parts of the forest and danced her winter dance. One day, the wish of the fir tree did come true. A man with an axe in hand approached him, striking him deep and cutting him down. The fir tree fell to the earth in one swift move. And even though this was the moment he had been waiting for, it suddenly felt sad to be cut down. The fir tree did not realize that to be taken out of the forest, the only home he knew, would feel very, very strange indeed. And as he was loaded onto the horse cart and carried away, he suddenly felt that he wanted to be left in the warm, good earth instead. But it was too late. The tree was carried away to the village and brought into a house. It was a great big house, with lots of lights and tinsel, and candles and fruits, just as he had imagined before. Inside the house, the tree was amazed by what he saw. Portraits hanging on the walls, fancy furniture and ceramic vases, a large carpet rug stood in the middle of the living room, and on the hearth, a warm fire was lit. This made the fir tree feel cozy and a bit more comfortable with his place in this home. In a few moments of this warmth, it began to feel less strange. He looked around and saw other items in the house large easy chairs, silken sofas, large tables full of picture books and toys, and he thought that these must belong to some very nice children. He was right, for in a few minutes, those very children entered the home. They shouted in delight when they saw the fir tree and hugged their mother and father. Then, they set to work, stringing all sorts of decorations and shiny things on the tree. Sugar plums, gilded apples and walnuts, tiny wooden dolls and nutcracker soldiers, rocking horses and miniature models, tiny clocks, and a whole lot of candles. The baubles were the best items, the fir tree thought. They were shiny and reflected anything and everything. So, the little children looked into the shiny ball ornaments and laughed as they saw their faces changing shapes and growing rounder in the ornament's reflection. This was very entertaining. And their behavior entertained the fir tree, too. The fir tree could not wait to be lit up with lights for this would make him the happiest he had ever been in his life. Then 
At that precise moment, he heard the children asking their mother when they could see the tree lit up. This evening, promised the mother, we will light the Christmas tree this evening. So that was what he was called now, the fir tree thought to himself, a Christmas tree. And for the first time in his long, long life, the fir tree felt very useful indeed. Oh, thought the tree, how I will shine in the evening, if only the evening were here now, if the candles were lit, and then I wonder what will happen. Maybe the other trees from the forest will come to look at me. I suppose you thought a fir tree does not have thoughts, much less speaks to himself. But this fir tree did have a mind of his own. And he continued thinking. Perhaps the birds will beat against the window panes and then fly off to tell all the living creatures in the forest how beautiful I look now. I wonder if I shall live here all my life. Must I now take root here? and stand all through the long winter, spring and summer covered with ornaments? Oh, I do hope so. And while the fir tree was having these thoughts, so impatient to be lit, and wondering how long it would be till evening came, he got a pain in his back, and found it hard to stand up straight. Now this pain in his back was a bit like the headaches one gets sometimes after a long day of thinking and thinking. Soon the evening came. How splendid. The candles were lit. How they glowed. The brightness was so illuminating that even the fir tree himself trembled a little at its loveliness. But, oh dear, as he trembled and shook, his branches swayed a little too vigorously, so that the flame from the candle caught onto a drier bit of his fur. It instantly caught flames, and the entire branch burned a golden blaze. Help! Help! cried a maid, who called another maid, and they quickly put the fire out. Now the fir tree wanted to tremble even more, but he dared not. He feared he would likely ruin everything, and then they would cast him aside, a good-for-nothing tree. As he was having these thoughts, the door of the living room burst open. A troop of children rushed in, followed by some older people. They were even more excited than before, their smiles even brighter now. What is going to happen now, the tree thought. And even though half of the candles were now put out, the children have been given permission to scramble underneath the tree. It looked like they were pulling out the wrapped gifts from underneath him. The children were calling out names and passing the gifts around. They were excited and laughing and the adults were drinking and laughing too. 
so much merriment the fir tree had never seen in his life. Truth be told, he was a bit worried that they might be a little too excited and tear him down. So, the fir tree tried to hold very, very still. As you can imagine, if he had not been fixed firmly to the ground, he would certainly have tumbled right down. The children continued dancing around, tearing open the gift wrappings and presents until the pile of colorful paper was nearly as high as the pile of gifts had been. Glitter was everywhere, and toys and playthings. Now, a fat man with a white beard entered, in clothes that were all red and white. He had a red hat on, too, with a fluffy white ball at the end. The fir tree thought he was the most curious old man he had ever seen. The moment the old man appeared, all the children began to crowd around him excitedly and chant. A story, a story, they cried, pulling the little fat man towards the fir tree. He seated himself right under it, on a nice plush red cushion. And when all the children were settled and sitting too, he said, Now we are settled down, children, and all of you have opened your gifts. And now the tree can listen too. But tonight, I have many children to visit and many stories to tell. So I shall tell you just one story. Is that okay? The children cheered and were not sour at this news. Instead, they huddled closer and even the adults went quiet at the announcement of a story. Now what would you all like to hear? A story about Ivity Avity or Humpty Dumpty? The egg that tumbled down the stairs? Broke into a thousand pieces? And still became the prince and married the princess? Ivity Avity cried some. Humpty Dumpty cried the others. The fir tree himself wondered which story he would rather hear. For he had never heard either Ivity Avity or Humpty Dumpty before. They both sounded like delightful and interesting stories. But the children started arguing and bawling between themselves. For some wanted one, and others wanted the other. As for the fir tree himself, he thought now, should I now bawl with the rest? Or should I just stand here and be still forever? In the end, he decided to do what he had to do. He bawled and shook and trembled, and all the adults thought that some strange wind had blown through the house and shook the tree from its roots. The children, however, well, they did not seem to notice. And the fat man in red told them about Humpty Dumpty that tumbled down, the egg who became a prince, and at the end of the story, married the princess. And the children clapped their hands and cheered. They now wanted two stories, even though the fat man in the red suit had told them there was only time for one.
Yes, they wanted to hear about Ivity Avity too. But the little man had decided to teach them a lesson and keep to his word. Now, the fir tree was standing quite still, absorbed in thought. For this was a story that he had never heard from the forest wind before. And of course, the birds in the woods had never told a story like this. Humpy Dumpy, <laughs> eggs that fall downstairs and still get to marry the princess, the fir tree thought to himself. Strange stories these children like to hear. I suppose that's the way of the world, thought the fir tree. As he was thinking, he realized that he also quite liked the story and wanted to believe it all. Because the little old man in the red suit was such a good storyteller, and he told the story with such earnestness. It almost made the fir tree believe that this could happen to him too. Well, who knows, he said to himself. Perhaps I may fall downstairs too. And then, even when I am good and cracked, I shall get a princess for a wife. Wouldn't that be a crazy thing? A tree for a king, with a princess for a wife. And he wondered if tomorrow, the fat man in the red suit would come back again to tell another story. This thought in particular made him look forward to tomorrow with joy. Maybe then, he would be lit with new candles. Maybe then, he would be decked out again with lights, toys, pears and apples, and tinsel. But then, he decided to promise himself one thing. I won't tremble tomorrow. Yes, that was a good promise. I will fully enjoy all my splendor. Tomorrow, perhaps, the old man will come to tell the story of Humpy Dumpy, and perhaps he will let the children hear the story of Ivity Avity too. And with this happy thought, the fir tree stood still and in deep thought the entire night. Soon it was dark. The children went to bed. The fat old man left. The adults had quite enough to eat and drink, and everyone disappeared. Soon, there was no noise to be heard, except for the ticking of the old grandfather clock. In the morning, two housemaids came in. The fir tree looked at them expectedly, thinking that they would decorate his branches once more. Now at last, the splendor will begin again, thought the fir tree. But alas, it was not to be. Instead of beautifying the fir tree as they had done the day before, the maids dragged him out of the room. They took the fir tree up the stairs and into a loft. It seemed to be a place where many old things were stored. Perhaps things that had no more use. Things that nobody wanted to keep. The sun did not shine in the loft. The birds did not come here to sing. The daylight did not shine even a tiny flicker here. 
What's happening now? thought the fir tree. What is the meaning of this? Nobody answered, and nobody came to light new candles. Instead, he was left on his own in the loft. Time passed, and he grew lonely, but there was plenty of time to think, to pause, to be quiet, and reflect on what had been his life. Then, on a day when it seemed that the whole world had forgotten about the fir tree, he realized that it felt a little warmer than before. Oh, I feel it. The winter is finally passing, thought the fir tree. At that moment, a few little mice entered the room with a squeak here and a squeak there. It is dreadfully cold here in the loft, said one mouse. But we can find warmth in this old fir tree. Why, but I am not old, said the fir tree. There are many other trees considerably older than I am. Oh, how do you know this? asked the mice. Where do you come from? And what can you do? The curious mice wanted to know everything. They quizzed the fir tree about his home in the forest, where he had come from, and how he got up here, in this forgotten loft. The fir tree then told them all he knew for he was happy to finally have some company. I know the woods, where the sun shines, and where the little birds sing all day long, he said. The mice listened as he told them some happy stories about the woods and how he came here, and even about Christmas Eve, when he was decked out with fruits and tinsel and candles. Oh, said the little mice, what a fortunate life you have had, old fir tree. I told you before, I am not old, said the fir tree. But all old creatures have delightful stories. The mice laughed, and they called four more mice in to hear the tales the old tree was telling. Well, if it must be, come round then, and let this old tree tell you all about Humpy Dumpy who fell downstairs and yet got a princess. Humpy Dumpy? the mice asked. And, to their delight, the fir tree told the whole fairy tale, for he could remember every single word that the fat old man in the red suit had once told. Every night from then on, the little mice would come to hear the stories, and the fir tree soon began to think he was indeed old, because his stories were still so interesting to the mice. And then he began to look forward to their company, for he realized that unless he had someone to tell stories to, well, he might forget them all. He might forget that he once lived in a magical forest, and that he was once a very small fir tree. He might even forget that he once wished to be taller and stronger 
and even more grand. If it were not for the nightly stories he was now telling, he would have forgotten the feeling of his first Christmas, when he was decked out with the warmth of candles. And so it was that the fir began to look forward to the little mice, whom he now considered his friends. And then, one morning a lot of people came and entered the loft. The fir was pulled out and thrown quite hard and without pomp on the floor. Then, someone took him down the stairs and outside in the sunlight. At last, now a merry life will begin again, the tree thought. The fresh air felt so wonderful, as did the first sunbeam on his branches. Was there ever anything more delightful than this? He soon found himself inside a great courtyard with other fallen trees. Now, then, is this a fir tree party? Well, I shall really enjoy life, said the fir tree, as he spread out his branches. But when he looked around, instead of a lovely garden, he saw that these were not flowers around him, but weeds. Weeds and nettles. His golden star of tinsel was still on top of his branches and glittered in the sun. But he did not feel so golden now. He soon realized that he was nearing the end of his days, and his beauty was now in the past. It was something he had not dared think of before, yet now he could not escape the reality. It is over, said the poor tree. If only I rejoiced when I had reason to do so. But now tis past, tis past. And so it was that the life of the fir tree met its end. His branches were chopped off one by one, and the nettles all fell into a pile with other dry things. But before he was all chopped away, the fir tree managed to smile to himself, for he knew now that all good things must come to an end. With a sigh, with a last breath, with a faint smile, he said, I can now rest, I can now sleep, I can now be content. I have had a good life, and I have told all the stories there were to tell. I hope you enjoyed this bedtime story, and that wherever your dreams take you tonight, that they are happy and beautiful places. See you next time.